Hey yo, what's going on? You tuned into For All Matters with Divine Thought. Salute to everybody listening. Right from the top, I want to say thank you to everybody who's been supporting the content lately. I've been doing a lot of content collab podcasts with my man's Emilio Ekbar. You know, we've been doing some really good numbers. So I just want to send a shout out to y'all for supporting and sending fan mail to the email address, you know, for all matters podcast at gmail.com. And I just want to say thank you and be on the lookout for more of them content collabs. You know, I like to do some solo podcast where it's just me talking but I also like to get into conversations with people and I feel like there's a lot more that can be done as a collective when you have like minds building especially in times like these just another house cleaning note I am going to do a podcast on sovereignty and common law natural law I promise to do that upcoming in the next couple podcasts. I will be doing a podcast on that exclusively coming up. But as of right now, there's been a lot going on and I figured there's a few things I wanted to talk about that are of importance right now. So let's just get right into it. The most annoying term that they're doing in this PSYOP right now, this government PSYOP of a virus the most annoying term is new normal. That's their marketing. And recently I've discussed this in one of my recent podcasts. I think the biggest part of the new normal is the new person, the new human. People that are willing to just go along with everything that they see in big media, people who see absolutely no problem with trusting billionaires, corporations, politicians, big pharma, big media, known liars. It is very acceptable right now for people to just trust known liars. After all of these years of deceit and evil doing, people just trust that all of these entities have their best interests in mind. The powers that be literally put together a mass download of consciousness and most everybody took it willingly it was consensual everything is consent I want to make that clear I've talked about it in the past and I will keep talking about it especially on an upcoming podcast that I do about sovereignty but everything right now is consensual a lot of you feel like you're forced into doing things that you're not actually forced into doing And just for the first time, listeners, for everybody who's listened to me say this a million times, I'm sorry, I'm just going to repeat my stance on what's going on with the virus for the first time, listeners, just so I can sort of sew up the rest of my point. Yes, there are people getting sick right now, but before we can even talk about that, we have to talk about how this reality is presenting itself. And is it presenting itself in a way that even seems like it's real? We're told that this is the most deadly pandemic to ever hit mankind. That's what people like Dr. Fauci, the CDC, NIH, WHO, all these health organizations, people like Bill Gates, the technocrats, this is what they're telling you. Now we have history with other pandemics. It's simple, you can just Google them. You can see pictures of what the world looked like in other pandemics. That's not what we're currently experiencing. 
and we're told that what's going on now is worse than the pictures we can just Google of past pandemics. If this were the worst pandemic known to mankind, like we're told, there would be dead bodies on the ground. There would be dead animals everywhere. You would walk by 200 dead birds. You would walk by a large amount of dead stray cats and dogs and farms would have no more animals because we're told that this can also be transmitted to animals and we can also get it from animals. That's not what's happening, is it? Go outside and hit me back if that's what you see. Because that's not what I see on my earth. So by definition, it cannot be the most deadly pandemic known to mankind. In 2018, tuberculosis killed 1.5 million people and 200,000 children. The government didn't care then. Nobody had mask mandates. We weren't told to social distance. So whenever these billionaires and corporations and politicians start telling us to do something and start making a big deal and then start pretending they care, that's when I wonder why. And I start asking questions and I question the narrative, which is very important. Not many people around you are doing that right now, huh? So let's go back to, yes, there are people getting sick right now. Whatever it is, it's like a one or two out of 10 and they're exaggerating it to be like an 11 out of 10 and it's agenda based. There could be some kind of contagion going around. I mean, isn't there always some kind of contagion going around on earth, right? People do get sick. People get pneumonias, people get flus, people get colds. That's what happens. We've just never seen that weaponized before. And we've always been able to trust our local health systems to a degree, a lot more than we can now. When we go to the hospital and we get treatment, for the most part, we were given the right medicine and treated the right way. Nowadays, the directives that these health systems are given, and this is true from the CDC, the NIH, and their bosses, the people who control these health systems, they're telling your local hospital to not treat sickness the way that they always used to. I've said it before, and I use this example a lot. If somebody needs fluids, they're told to not give the people the fluids. If somebody needs a diuretic, they're told to not give the diuretic. They're told to use things like ventilators for reasons that they never used ventilators before. And that's dangerous. So it's killing people. And the main part of this podcast that I want to talk about is testing, which above all that other stuff I just said, I feel like the main part about this PSYOP, the most important part is testing. The Rockefeller Foundation which controls a lot of allopathic medicine, Western medicine. Let's just say they control the whole thing because that's true. They just released a statement that they're going to be testing 30 million people a week, starting very soon. Now, the test that's most commonly used is the PCR test, the nose swab, which recently just poked somebody's brain and they died, I believe. Believe I seen that article. The test went all the way up and poke the person's brain. So it's not exactly the safest test. 
And we've seen in media, the same media that lies to you about everything else and contradicts itself 24-7 about this virus, it's not the most accurate test. We've been told plenty of times that we can't trust the results of these tests, but yet that's the thing they're pushing the most. So I say, why? That makes me ask questions. Well, let's analyze the test. It's what, nine inches goes up into your skull. So that's an opportunity for them to do what the test they say is designed to do, which is take tissue from your body, genetic material, and then test it. What it also does though, if you're smart and you think about it just five seconds longer, it's also an opportunity for them to give you something, right? Now there's been reports in the past three months that these tests were contaminated. What were they contaminated with? The coronavirus. <laughs> there's been a lot of people that have tested negative for this quote virus and then a couple days later started experiencing symptoms and then they test positive. Now I'm not making any claims because I really don't know. I can just speak on the facts and those are facts. And the fact that you have a nine inch swab or however long it is, it's a long ass swab going through your nose and up into your sinus cavity, that really is not only an opportunity for them to take genetic material from you and test it, but also a very good opportunity for them to give you something. It's 50-50, it's equal. They can do both things equally. That's a fact. And I've noticed while I'm talking to friends and family and people I've known that have been in hospitals recently that are dealing with hospital staffs and such, I recently had to save one of my friend's lives. I've talked about that on the podcast because they were trying to toe tag him with COVID and come to find out it was all bullshit, you know? When you understand that a lot of this is just consent-based, you can start saving lives. But that's not what I'm talking about right now. What I'm talking about is recently a lot of people have been going in with, you know, pain in their leg or they have a sprain or a broken arm or something like that. And the hospital staff is pushing a COVID test on them and they get aggressive. They aggressively try to test you for COVID when you come in with shit that's completely unrelated. Now, any smart person would then say, why? Why are they doing that? Luckily, most of the people I know that have experienced this, they realize it's consent-based and they say, no, thank you. They just say no to the offer. It's an offer. You can say no to it. It's not a law. But if you're smart, you do have to question why these health systems are trying to push a long ass swab up your nose for absolutely no reason when you come in for unrelated stuff, right? I mean, if you're smart, you would question that. So let's break down why you should question that a little more in detail. When they talk about this vaccine that they're about to roll out, they say the first people that are gonna get it are African-Americans and minorities, poor people, and people with pre-existing conditions and older people. Now, when you talk about corporations and billionaires and the control structure 
of this country, of this world really, those are the undesirable parts of the population. That's not me saying that, that's fact. We have history to support that. Okay, so you don't believe me? You don't believe that Bill Gates practices eugenics? Eugenics is a process of weeding out the undesirables. Since when have rich people, let's just make it simple. Let's just say rich people. When have they gave a fuck about minorities, black people, poor people, old people with pre-existing conditions? They're constantly not trying to give people with pre-existing conditions and old people healthcare, right? Do we even have to go into the history of the colonizers and the people who gained wealth in this country and how they feel about minorities and black people? Do we even have to go over that history of what happened all of these years to prove that rich people don't feel love or compassion for minorities, for black people, for even poor white people? I don't think we have to go over that history, do we? But we are to believe right now that they care. They didn't care in 2018 with the tuberculosis outbreak that you can look up. Killed 1.5 million people, 200,000 children. Just want to stress that. They never cared before. Name a time that they cared. In fact, if you can come up with a time when rich white people cared about minorities and black people and even poor white people or old people or so on hit me up for all matters podcast at gmail.com i would be very eager to hear what you have to say about when rich people and corporations and all of these devils actually gave a singular fuck but what are the sheep doing right now they're just trusting that all of a sudden they care right the first people to get the vaccine will be all the people that the people giving the vaccine have deemed undesirable. That's not a red flag to you. So let's get back into the testing. Why are they trying to test 30 million people a week? What are they doing? Are they trying to stop the spread? Are they trying to flatten the curve, as they say? because they care about you, do they? Where's the evidence? Except for right now when it comes to a virus that just pops up out of nowhere. It has a nonsense name like COVID-19. A lot of people don't even understand that coronaviruses have been around since the 1800s and before. All of a sudden, they care a lot about all of us, huh? Now, I don't have an answer to what they're trying to do with the testing, but it is a question. I do have that very intelligent question that I'm asking. Maybe some of you can help me with it. Like I said, it's a 50-50 opportunity for them to take genetic material from you and test it, which is what they're supposed to do, I guess, when it comes to the testing. But it's also equally an opportunity for them to give you something. Think about it. We've seen ridiculous numbers when it comes to this testing, like there'll be towns that have 3,000 people and 10,000 people test positive. They're really racing around with this virus narrative right now. They're trying to get a lot of people to believe in it. 
just as some people started to wake up a little bit to, hey, not everybody around me is just falling down dead. What happens? The president gets it, right? Which kind of solidifies it back in people's mind. It's all mind games. Political theater is fake. Everything about politics is fake. If you believe it, you're stupid. You are of a lower intelligence, and that's true. If you identify as a Democrat or a Republican, you are of a lower intelligence. That means that you believe everything you see on these screens. Pick a screen, it doesn't matter what screen. TV screen, cell phone, tablet, whatever it is that you're seeing, when you believe it, that makes you dumb. Most of this shit now isn't even presenting itself as real. You choose to believe it. You choose to get worked up about all the shit you see on the screen, right? Your family, your friends, look around. People are getting worked up about the shit they see on these screens, not what they see in real life. Because what you see on the screen sometimes is a lot different than what you see when you walk outside and you just take a look up in the sky or take a look around you and see what really is happening When you think of politics, you should just think of it as a reality show because that's exactly what it is. It's all scripted. Democrats and Republicans are friends. The problem with the political theater that we're all facing right now with these screens and everything that they're doing is it has consequences. There's people suffering right now because of the virus narrative. They're losing their businesses. They're losing their livelihood. People are losing their homes. People are evicted because of this. They can't earn a living anymore because of the constant back and forth and shutdowns. And that's going to continue. It's going to be a long winter. They're going to keep up this virus narrative. Look at how quickly Trump, quote, recovered from it, right? That was all a plan. Oh, and we're also told that herd immunity isn't real. But when it comes to virulent type viruses that become airborne and even some viruses that aren't airborne, things like Legionnaire's disease, Hong Kong flu, SARS-1, etc., Black Plague, right? We had herd immunity with all of that. They eventually went away in the way that they don't affect the population to the degree that they affected the population when they first hit. Now, we're supposed to take this one as if it's the worst one to ever hit mankind, even though it's not presenting itself in that way. And you might say, I know somebody who's died from it, a family member, and I'm sorry to hear about that. I actually know people with it too, quote, with it. But do you really know? Have you checked on your family? Have you checked on your friends? It's really hard to get back there in them hospital rooms, isn't it? That's by design. Have you forced your way back there? If you love them, you would force your way back there and see what's really going on. You would get a case manager for your family member or friend or loved one, right? You would get a case manager and you would really get into the details of what they're doing to them back there. It's not all as it seems. Look at all the division that it's caused. Look at all the control measures that have been put on us. That's the reason why they're doing all of this. They have people upset at each other because some people are wearing masks, some people don't wear masks. Most people are wearing masks. It's just they've got the people so riled up that if somebody's not wearing a mask, 
they get ostracized and all of this and they've made it about race and everything else. It's not. I know people of all colors that don't want masks all over their face and everything for an indefinite amount of time. Like, when is it going to end? They've never told us when we're going to stop wearing these masks. There's a reason for that. It's because we're not ever going to stop wearing them. That's their plan. They have people thinking if the world was just in perfect compliance with all of their orders, that this thing would just go away. But they know that the world could never be in perfect compliance. We have people with brain damage. We have people with learning disabilities, autism, people on the spectrum. We have people who are just born assholes who just really don't care. The kind of person who would murder someone. Or We have all kinds of ranges of people in this world, and they know that. They know that off rip, about 35% of the population of this world would be incapable of compliance. Just based on how they're born, they would be incapable of compliance. So this idea of perfect compliance leading to a miracle is nonsense anyway. And they know that. I know that, so they know that, right? When it comes to herd immunity and them allowing it to just wash over a population and then we get through it and then we get past it, that's not what they're allowing this to do this time. They're isolating people. They're telling you you can't go to your mom's house, to your grandmom's house. You can't have get-togethers. They just said we can't have Thanksgiving this year. They're isolating people. That's not what you do when you're trying to get immunity to a virulent airborne virus. That's not what you do. That makes things worse because you're not only isolating people, but you're isolating the said contagion, which means that if people ever do get back together, that it would just represent itself and it would be a problem that's ongoing forever and ever and ever. And they know that. So is that what they're doing? Could it be? I don't know. I'm just asking questions. And I just want to say one more thing before I land this plane. A lot of people call me a conspiracy theorist. I'm the farthest thing from it. Ironically, I am the farthest thing from it. I know I talk about out-of-the-box things that nobody else is talking about, but that does not make me a conspiracy theorist. We have conspiracy theorists right now that are saying that they're doing this to cause mass chaos and to just affect the world to the point that there's no coming back and to have this Armageddon scenario present itself. That's not what they're doing. That's not at all what they're doing. So you see, I'm disagreeing with the conspiracy theorist narrative because if they were just trying to cause mass chaos, they could have done that years ago in many ways. I don't think that's what they're trying to do. I think it's more about control. If they wanted to cause a situation where even they themselves lose control and it would just spark into mass chaos, all they would have to do is shut down the grid, right? Everybody lose power. That's all they would have to do. Within days, the world would be into a Mad Max kind of situation. That's how it would break down. That's not what they're doing. They are trying to control you. For the people at the top of this pyramid to be happy, what they yearn for is control. Every so often, they have one of these events. Usually every 20 years, they have one of these events. And yes, there's casualties whenever they present one of these events. But they don't want to kill everyone because they want to control people. If we all die, that means they're nothing. 
they have no one to control. So keep that in mind. And also keep in mind that most things that they do are consensual. They have you agreeing to it. And I'll go a bit more into that in future podcasts coming up real soon, especially in the Sovereignty podcast. But before I get out of here, I just want to say again, prepare yourself for a very long winter. This election is going to be a whole lot of bullshit. So-called COVID cases are going to go through the roof. They're talking about a twindemic with the flu and COVID all at once. They have a lot planned. In the meantime, in the words of my homie Emilio Ekbar, question the narrative all the time, every day, with everything you see in the media, with everything you see Big Pharma doing right now, the politicians, question the narrative. Until next week, I said my piece.